0: this is the garage rock show podcast to those of you already supporting the show with a monthly subscription thank you if you're not already a supporter and you'd like to help make this show possible please tap the link in this episode's description or visit anchor.fm slash the garage rock show to become a monthly supporter and make sure to check us out online at the and give us a follow on facebook at facebook.com slash the garage rock show now on to this week's episode It's Friday, it's time for another episode of the Garage Rock Show podcast. Chris here as well as Dahlia.
1: What's up, Garage Rock Show listeners?
0: And uh, our special guest this week, Aaron, what's up, man? What's going on? And Carmen, how's it going?
1: Hey, good
0: evening. Uh, We got lots of cool things to talk about this week. Uh, Lots of hot topics in the news. Some releases real quick coming out this week. Uh, Ace Freely from Kiss got a solo album out called Spaceman. Uh, one of our favorites, stalia, Cloud Nothings, oh. uh, is new album. Yeah, got a new album called Last Building Burning.
1: Awesome! Yeah, we saw them at Coachella a couple years back. They were awesome. Yeah, the first album came out. We've Great loved band. them ever since. We have a couple of their LPs.
0: Uh, Disturbed has a new album, Evolution. L. King, Shake the Spirit, Empress of Faroe. Greta Van Fleet has their new album, Anthem of the P- Peaceful Army. How to Dress Well, Jimmy. Jimmy Urin.
2: Urin. Yeah. That's nice. Solo mm-hmm.
0: debut for mindless self-indulgence indul- frontman. Oh, okay. Uh, Lil Yachty.
2: <laughs> Lil Boat. Lil Yachty. Lil Boat. That's called a dinghy. <laughs> <laughs> Not a yacht. <clears throat> <clears throat> uh, who else there? <laughs> no, that's good.
1: It's a, no,
0: Paper Cuts, Nene Cherry, Peter Bjorn and Paper John, cuts. Richard Ashcroft. Who's... Man, I, I know that sounds familiar.
1: Yoko Ono? Is that a band name or is that Yoko that Ono? That is the
0: Yoko Ono with a solo album out called Warzone.
1: What uh, is it? Like instrumental that she? singing? I have singing? no idea.
0: It's a good question.
1: The, I'm going to have to check that out.
0: Soulfly has an album out, Ritual, Will Oldham as well. So there you go. Those are the new album releases for the week. Check them out. <laughs> uh, all right. So Aftershock. Uh, we went to Aftershock this weekend. Uh, it was a great time. We uh, got to interview Guar. A group called Sloth Rust, Plague Vendor, Amigo the Devil, All Them Witches. Uh, We got um, interviews that I maybe I'll fit them in at the end of this episode. Throw them in and let people listen to them if they want as the episode ends. Uh, And also we're going to feature them on our music episode tomorrow night, 105.7 FM and 1660 AM. Make sure you guys tune in. We're going to feature all those bands that I mentioned as well as um, I fit in a track from At The Drive-In and System of a Down I thought were two of our favorite uh, uh, acts of the weekend. What did you think, Dahlia?
1: Um, I agree and I really uh, loved um, at the drive in before were great. they played like their signature song, he like made this shout out to the Me Too movement. Yeah. And I thought that was awesome. He was like, Hey, all you motherfucking guys out there, listen to the women. <laughs> Don't do dumb shit. You're out here, you're on the prowl, stop.
0: He's like, think about just your stop. mothers, your daughters, and yeah. he's like, all the shit that women got to go through. And he said it before their biggest track, which is probably why a lot of people were there to see that biggest track. So I thought it was a way of kind of forcing them to uh, say, hey, you know, wait a minute, uh, and just make them listen to that point of view, which I thought was pretty cool. Yeah. Uh, also, uh, kind of a weird thing that was really sad that I found out later was Godsmack, the guitarist. He, he lost his son. Uh, the guitarist's name is Tony Rombola. And apparently last week his son passed away at the age of 34. And he still went through with the show over the weekend at Aftershock. No one no one really knew about it. And um, we're still kind of trying to figure out, I guess they're, they're not releasing the information as to why he passed away. It seems really young. So it might be some kind of tragic accident or something. I'm not really sure. Um but just kind of crazy i mean if you imagine if you had to have a gig right like where you couldn't cancel or you could cancel but you would lose a ton of money and it would throw everything off if you're one of the headlining artists of a festival your son just passed away would you still play the festival maybe as like a way of kind of cathartically dealing with it or what do you think
3: what do you think guys you got to have some some extra guys on the bench <laughs> To come in, some guys that know the material that can play for you. Yeah, a like, like, like a ba- a backup
0: guitarist, you mean?
3: Yeah, uh, yeah.
0: Okay, all right. So, what do you think, Carmen? Would you, if your son? I mean, you know, not to theoretically <laughs> say that, but I mean that you know, I guess that's terrible. what we're
2: saying. Yeah, I don't know. I think everybody would has a different way of dealing with that. Kind but if of you're
0: thing. getting like maybe nearly a quarter million dollars, let's say, for your performance.
1: I don't know, and
0: it, and it teetered on you backing out of that, not getting that money, or dealing, you know, with that privately. I don't know. Me do personally, you, do I
2: don't mean? think I would want to perform no. after something like that. No, yeah. especially you don't know the circumstance of his death. Right, either. it could have been pretty bad.
0: Yeah,
1: I know. Or it's it's, and he's so much.
0: young, thirty four years old is older than all of us here, right?
1: Younger than yeah, thirty four. Okay, well, yeah.
0: So I mean, just yeah, crazy, right? So we'll have some, hopefully, more information about that next week for you guys. And uh, another tragic death this week, unfortunately, to report is the uh, guitarist from All That Remains, Ollie Herbert, dead at 44 years old. Details of what happened remain unclear. He apparently passed away in an accident near his home in Connecticut. Uh, apparently, they found his body in a pond. Uh, and and Yeah, it says... Officers searched the area and found Herbert's body in the pond. With officials saying at press time that there didn't appear to be anything suspicious, although I think that's just kind of inherently suspicious, right? Like finding a body in a pond. I don't know.
3: Was he an avid swimmer, or did he not know how to swim? I don't know those details.
0: Maybe he was a hunter. Maybe he was hunting
3: something.
2: He was probably like drunk and went to go take a piss and I mean, fell in and uh, cut. Yeah. know.
1: you never know. So Crazy. we'll find
0: out maybe some more info maybe. next week for you guys. Maybe about he had a heart that. attack. But that was breaking news. Apparently this happened, I think, on... um, Where is it? October 7th? Oh, no, wait. Um, Tuesday. uh, October 16th. So earlier this week is uh, when he passed away. When the police found his body. So crazy. Anyway, some other rock news this week. 21 Pilots LP debuting at number two on the Billboard charts. Their new album, Trench. uh, Moving 175,000 units in its first week of release. Here's the thing, though. The number one release, do you guys know which one it was? The new soundtrack for the Lady Gaga Bradley Cooper film, A Star Is Born. Mm-hmm. It sold two hundred and thirty one thousand copies in its first week of release. Wow. This movie has been remade four different times. Barbara Streisand starred in the last one and the other two were like in the thirties and the forties. It's like a really old movie. I don't know if you guys have ever seen any no, of the other I, haven't. I saw the Barbara Streisand one. It's yeah, I mean, it's like the same exact, the same exact story we're seeing here with Lady Gaga and Bradley Cooper, and I don't really see like why it's so, so popular are right they now. Like but different
1: songs, are these? The that's a songs? good question.
0: I don't know. I think well, they're this. I want to say they're this almost the same in a way, but huh. maybe different. Maybe yeah. You know, the songs are probably different. different. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah, the the songs are different. Yeah, so. because obviously probably... from the '30s and '40s, the and they 40s re- it was...
2: retell it, but it's like a you know, I mean, there's supposed to be different people, you know. Well,
0: for sort Lady of... Gaga
3: fans, it's basically probably a lo- Lady yeah. Gaga album, right? That's yeah. That's
0: exactly what I was uh, talking with Jason off uh, off the so, air about. He was she like, s- "She, it's that been that many, how long right? since Lady Gaga put out an album, right?"
2: And she's done some really cool interviews about this movie, talking about you know she's gotten really like all. I don't know, actor very, she's been, I don't know, saw a good interview with her on Cold right. War. She's talking about her experience and the emotions and going through all of that. And yeah. Her uh, sexual assault. I don't know, people are. Thinking, I did see that too. And yeah. she was
0: really, um, I thought it was pretty cool for her to share that all with us and uh, kind of open up. And the way that she was <clears throat> talking about the uh, Brett Kavanaugh hearings at the time, she was drawing a parallel about just kind of, opening up a Pandora's box of emotions and uh, being able to be strong and come forward and knowing that you're going to get publicly scrutinized for that kind of stuff Mm -hmm. and to be able to still do it is just uh, really impressive and powerful for someone to go through that so I I thought it was awesome that she was shining a light on that at least and bringing some cool attention to it Uh, All right, so what do we got here Blink-182 guitarist Science Academy (laughs) $37 million deficit uh, Tom DeLonge uh, uh, he kind of went off, I don't know, you could say went off the deep end a little bit. <laughs> uh, started to study it's the bizarre. paranormal. And he started a um, a school. It was called Tom DeLonge's To The Stars Academy of Arts and Sciences. And uh, it was founded last year <laughs> to study the paranormal, strange technology, and possibility of extraterrestrial life. Well, it's got a $37 million deficit according to a recent Securities and Exchange uh, Commission filing uncovered by Ars Technica, uh, one of the uh, outlets there reporting on it. Apparently, uh, it raised around $1 million to get going, but the company is carrying a $37 million deficit, largely due to an employee stock incentive plan during its first year of operation. Uh, They raise doubt about the company's ability to continue as growing concern. I don't know. So I mean, the whole thing, like he tried to do this, like uh, I don't know, paranormal technology uh, company where they kind of dis- uh, talk about talk something. about stuff like that and just racked up a bunch of debt. It's I Like don't... an
2: X Files fan. Maybe.
0: Yeah, he he wrote these kind of <laughs> books and things and something
3: you should show up for free, but he was charging people
0: <laughs> thirty seven million dollars worth. Fairly, uh, he uh, also tweeted last month himself that the Academy had, quote, four very big things happen this month, adding that it was working on something that will be international in scope and extraordinarily ambitious, uh, <laughs> end quote. So I don't know. It sounds like he's still trying to make it work. I don't know. That sounds uh, kind of wild.
2: Um, What's his age again? <laughs> well, <that's laughs> long
0: long. All right. Ba-doosh. Good stuff. That was good. That's uh, a lot of
2: money to be in debt for. He doesn't look very old. For right? searching the <laughs>
0: skies for aliens. It's like trump academy mm-hmm. <laughs> oh shit all right well ghost got <laughs> sued um last year by the ex-members of the band they said that he basically didn't pay them um well and give them enough i guess uh what do you call it notoriety in the albums and didn't give them enough money well the court dismissed the case and oh, he- uh, here's the <laughs> shitty part is now they got to pay one hundred forty-six thousand dollars in lawyer's fees for Tobias Forge's lawyers, on top of that. So they were probably, <laughs> they probably didn't even make almost that much uh, with playing with the album. Now they got to pay nearly a quarter million dollars in lawyer's fees, which is uh, kind of bad for them. So, unfortunate on that. All right, Richard Branson. You guys know about this guy?
3: Yeah. Oh, yeah, well, yeah. Going to space yet?
0: <laughs> well he
1: is in space <laughs> yeah they got that and he's got his island him. and
0: well now he wants to do a festival
2: virgin fest just doesn't sound fest, right no it doesn't you know like come on
0: virgin fest that's what he wants virgin to call fest, it like it's, the first he would the he mid. would want
1: to call you it know? virgin fest like what the hell come <laughs> on man <laughs> it's just kind of he, weird he's been getting away with shit for way too long yeah
0: hmm. well okay <laughs> Uh, it's apparently the festival is coming to the U S in 2019, promising music, technological experiences, and a commitment to sustainability. Mm. So it sounds like he's trying to do a better, (laughs) fancier, more expensive Coachella type thing or something. I don't know. They just go about how blah, blah, blah. Is surprise and delight. Uh, da, da, da. There's all kinds of like VIP experiences and all kinds of things that he's trying to do.
2: Founder of the Kaboo Festival. Yeah, so brand. he's partnered
0: up with this guy that's the founder of the Kaboo Festival, which debuted last year.
2: Yeah, my brother-in-law went to that.
0: Is that in Chicago?
2: No, it was down in LA. California. Yeah. Oh, LA. yeah,
0: that's right. Okay, so did he, do you have any feedback from him on that? I don't did know, he,
2: they looked like they had a good time. Madeline got free tickets from uh Nice. Job and I, they I heard had that a good time.
0: It was pretty like a, a nice kind of upscale kind of I want to say like Coachella style. Yeah, uh, they
2: had special seating wherever they were. They had like an experience. Ah, you
0: know? see, so okay, it cool. It looked cool. All right, well, that's kind of what this Virgin Fest is going to be. No lineup announcement or anything, but we'll have to see uh, what happens with that. So a couple solo projects to talk about this week, <clears throat> Dolly. I thought you might be interested in this. I don't know if you. Still follow the killers, but
1: I don't. I haven't uh, for a while. Hopefully, gu- they come out with something good.
0: Well, their guitarist Dave Keuning has unveiled his debut solo album titled Prismism. Mm, what, eh, <laughs> Prismism. No, not interested right off the bat. <laughs> what if no. I play a little video for you?
1: Keuning? All right, we'll see. Let's
0: see if I'll, I I saved a little video link here. Let's see what Dahlia thinks of the video. There's the uh, remote. If you could, could you grab that? we can do the little thing there. I got to update the YouTube thing. It keeps telling me to update. What are you doing? What? It's (laughs) fun. It's just squeaky.
2: It's like a Halloween soundtrack noise. Mm -hmm.
0: All right. So this is the, (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I hate these ads.
2: Okay. <laughs> they that have that been given a purpose. That's a miniature house.
0: It is a miniature house. Mm-hmm. And a little. It's like I've, paper mache. I've heard
1: this song already. Have you? Oh, okay. Restless legs. Restless legs. It's syndrome. called
0: "Restless Legs." Guitars from the Killers, yeah. Dave Kuning.
2: C- Kuning. And Meh. uh,
0: it's got like paper mache like kind of video thing going on here.
2: The a dollhouse theme.
0: Not feeling it dolly or what?
1: Not really. No. Not yet? No.
0: Yeah. It kind of sounds like everything that's out right now, right? Meh. Crap. <laughs> hmm. Video's kind of cool. What was that, a huh? tumble tumbleweed?
2: Yep, a tiny tumbleweed. We grow, we grow tumbleweeds here in Merced. There's a... <laughs> for all the movie sets.
3: Smoke that
1: tumbleweed.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, there he is. Look at He makes a little cameo.
1: I mean, like, good for him. I don't know. I'm just nah, not nah. really into it. Okay, that's cool. Yeah,
2: you don't
0: have to be. <laughs>
1: Video's cool. I no. a,
0: That's the new stuff there, so... Uh, dude from the Killers.
1: kind of just seems like... Uh... I don't know. One note. Uh, what what, else, what other terminology? My thinking. It's monotonous. Kind of monotonous. False flat. I don't know. I don't know. What you're not to say really. About. Nah. Not really what I'm into. All
0: right. Cool. Cool enough. Uh, Perry Farrell from Jane's Addiction's got a new solo album uh, called Kind Heaven. Uh, apparently there's going to be this big Las Vegas thing that he's going to do. It's like this festival thing that's called. Kind Heaven as well, and it's supposed to be this crazy like uh thing with state of the art technology and all this stuff. Uh Kind Heaven will be a five story f- space that will feature five music venues, forty food stations theatrical no, this is oh, in Las Vegas. Oh, sorry. Yeah, there it's there he's doing this thing in Las Vegas. Um Uh well, he's doing something separate yeah, at the sorry. at the Fillmore, yeah. Um it's this other other thing for a benefit for uh, Bill Graham coming up on December 2nd. He's doing a show there. Uh, but this thing he's doing in Vegas is apparently a five-story building that's going to feature five music venues, 40 food stations, theatrical performances, bars, and more, all being built at a reported cost of $100 million. Uh, the, oh my God. the press called it, quote, an active and dynamic world extending across multiple levels and more than 100,000 square feet. Offering the best of South Asian, Southeast Asian culture, music, food, danger, fashion, Mm. exoticism, exoticism. I don't know how to say that.
2: Exoticism. Yeah, I don't know. So there you go. Is that something that's going to be there for like a while? They're not just building it for yeah for one. (laughs)
4: <laughs> it sounds like a, pretty a extravagant a world, to world be one-off, right? Kind of a
5: thing, so.
0: Yeah, hopefully it'll stick around. I mean, it sounds like they're trying to make a hotel type of thing nice out
4: of it. Oh look at Aussie! Oh uh, fuck, Sharon, it give me the just fucking ice cream. A little cut on his Dude, It took me a minute
3: to uh, look yeah. at this photo. <laughs> I was like, why the fuck does he have his left arm on his right?
2: Yeah, he's like holding his elbow but up under there, like yeah, that. He's it's like supporting
0: a, it because he's keeping yeah, it elevated. Yeah. It's a weird angle. It's got to probably
2: it. got it from wherever nail salon he got <laughs> his weird <laughs> fucking pointy nails done.
0: Yeah, he's still got fucking black nails there on his infected hand. So he went <laughs> uh, underwent another surgery for his uh, right hand. It's
3: probably not. Painted, it's probably
4: gangrene on
2: this.
4: Yeah. it's <laughs> <That's> part <laughs> of the infection. <laughs> <laughs> or they have like little
2: leeches on his fingertips. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> so
0: uh, Sharon talked about it on the talk on the TV show, and she said, "quote He had a little cut on his thumb. You know when you pull the side of your nail, and he just left it, and then he hit the door. It started to get bigger and bigger, and then his middle finger, the same thing happened. From a tiny thing here on the side of his nail, it turned to two different infections in his hand." He had to have this operation where they cut the side of his thumb and in the middle finger they had to get rid of the infection. It's been from something you think is absolutely nothing. It's unbelievable. End quote.
3: So
1: maybe it was from like his nail salon. You've got to be careful, like with whoever's.
3: Well, I cut my finger and stuck it in a pig's ass. <laughs> <laughs> oh,
1: <he's> so <laughs> gross. That's that detail and... out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
2: Still getting That's a good. piece of pork. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Trichinosis. So the the
0: new date is uh, July twenty uh, seventh for the Mountain View show for everybody that won tickets from the Bear. Just hold on to it; it's coming up July twenty seventh. All right. So who else is in the news? Uh,
1: not Billy Corgan again. Move it along. He's
2: going by William now.
1: Oh Look yeah, it. not William. They Morgan. released
0: a new video Corrigan. for their current single, <laughs> "Silvery Sometimes." But Sugar Ray's Mark McGrath is in the video. Oh
1: my gosh! Of course he is. Do you
0: want to see Mark know. McGrath I mean, in the video? Yeah, know. you do. I really don't. You want to see Mark McGrath Should in the new <laughs> yeah. in the new Smashing Pumpkins video? You gotta see it.
2: Wow, Sugar Ray. Yeah, I gotta see this. And Billy Corgan.
0: Yep, check it out.
2: I think like look at
0: it. it's Smashing Pumpkins' Haunted House Challenge. Check this
3: out. It's kind of a funny there video. It is. Wow. Yeah. What is he? Uh, ring leader? a circus?
0: <laughs> Describe what you're seeing there, Dahlia.
2: Um, Sugar Ray was one of my first. Was my first concert? Yeah, it, it was my first for concert too. For 311. Yep.
1: I'm seeing a 50 year old Mark McGrath with silver hair. <laughs> and, it, and it was on Halloween, you remember, in
0: yep. Berkeley. It was on, and Halloween. and everybody
2: had Mr. Bean masks on. Yep,
0: Mr. Bean just came out, and they gave out free paper Mr. Bean masks. <laughs> Mark McGrath, I gotta say, is good as a cheesy kind of uh, fucking cheesy. announcer guy. <laughs> Look at Billy Corbin though; he's like watching him with his eyes painted,
6: like.
7: all
0: right well that's enough (laughs)
1: Well, like, it's a like a Halloween. Is there? A, is there a yeah, music? there's.
0: Yeah, the, that's the intro. It's like this Halloween. They're starting this Halloween thing, and then oh. the the, mm. the track comes in. So
2: it Smashing into, Pumpkins, like a Michael Jackson
3: Thriller. No, it's off, like a, or it's, it's
0: it's an actual song from Smash, I Smashing think there's, Pumpkins. There's
2: gonna be a, a flash mob of Thriller and Merced somewhere this month. Oh, how fun! <laughs> um, an advertisement looking for looking for participants.
3: I wonder where that would happen
0: Psych, Dave Grohl is in the news Uh, this week As he let a a 10 year old kid hop up on the stage And play a song on one of Dave Grohl's uh, guitars He played Enter Sandman And this 10 year old kid gets up there and, And Dave Grohl's like, what do you want to play? And the kid's like, I know a lot of Metallica songs they so like we'll tune know. it
5: for him, or is watch this cool?
0: watch this kid though, dude. He fucking he rocks it.
8: <laughs>
3: that is dope. Yeah, little guy. Really. Guitar's bigger than him. Huh? It
8: is.
0: It <laughs> is. <laughs> Guitar's about as tall as he is. That's
3: cute. Dude, yeah, that kid's gonna be badass by the time he's a teenager, huh? Yeah. <laughs>
1: He'll
3: be a savant. Damn, I, I mean, fuck, playing on stage with Dave Grohl. He's not even <laughs> nervous I mean, I, at all. He's walking around. He can like can that story <laughs> for
7: like years.
2: Yeah, I played with Dave Grohl once.
3: Look at this dude. This was had to be planned, yeah. No,
1: yeah, it seems off. like it. Yeah, totally. No, it's probably Dave, one of Dave Grohl's kids.
0: Yeah. <laughs> it's not planned, no, no.
1: That's no. totally planned. Pull that kid I've
3: never seen before out of the, the audience, kid. right there. No, no it's, okay.
2: Just pull
1: this kind a of random kid happens. out, and they just happen to well, know how to play the an then That's dope as hell.
2: I saw a video of this five-year-old girl who is really good at Metallica on the drums. Ah, like really good. That's dope. Five.
1: <laughs> that's crazy. It's cool to no, see this <laughs> It is cool. This
2: kids shredding it though.
1: Hmm. Well, that kid's better than we are on guitar.
8: <laughs> yeah, man.
3: Hear you. a word from our sponsors. I went back to. The-
0: well, yeah, this is a good time to hear from Crow's Milk. Crow Milk, of course, is the protein-based milk uh, dairy product made with the eggs of crows, which we all know the eggs of crows are some of the most fortified eggs in the bird kingdom. Charles, you know from harvesting crow's eggs. Uh, yourself? Oh, absolutely. The the fortification and benefits of these crow's eggs. Yeah. Sometimes you can just crack one open in your mouth and get the raw nutrients like oh, that. Yeah, yeah. But crow's milk does so much more. It, it not Helps only with inflammation. It, it it not only harnesses yeah. the power of the crow egg, but it it <laughs> blends it up in dairy based product that is just uh, second mm-hmm. to none. You know,
6: and it truly gives you that. It truly gives you that that scavenger chest. Like it. <laughs> it really. It makes you. It you makes know. you have the mindset of a crow. You
0: see those crows on the street where you're yeah. driving your car, and they don't move out of the way. Yeah, because they're fucking jacked up on crow milk. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and you could be the same way. You know, you
6: could just have that. I don't give a fuck mentality. Yeah, on crow milk. Yeah, exactly. Crow. Yeah, crow milk. Drink it. Drink it and and be one with with your own um with your karma. Harness the power of the crow. Harness the power of the crow. Crow milk. So thank you, crow. Milk. Isn't that part hey, of it?
4: Doug, <laughs> yeah,
1: I'm Patty Mayonnaise.
2: <laughs> uh. <laughs> Hi, <Doug>. <laughs> 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 have you seen Patty Mayonnaise lately? in Orange is the New Black. Yeah. She's Yoga Jones in that in that show. She
0: did the voice for Patty Mayonnaise. Yeah,
2: hey. I go. That's I I couldn't figure out who it was because she didn't look familiar. But it's you Patty can Mayonnaise. Really pick that. Voice yeah, out, and it is. It's her and Kev- Kevin. Look, oh, she looks, yes, she is. She's a
1: skinny, the skinny white lady, and the old white
2: lady. Always have this joke. Kevin goes, Well, I guess that's what happens when mayonnaise gets old. <laughs>
7: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. She
2: looks kind of haggard in the show, and so we always say that that's what happens when mayonnaise gets old, Doug. Like they've had their 25 year reunion. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, Doug. I'm the, that was, <laughs> what was the principal's name with the big.
1: Th- Fish like face? Oh, yeah, what was
0: his
1: name? Uh, I don't know. Mr. I only Mr. remember Fink or something. Skeeter and. Was it Mr. Belding? Thais. Yeah. yeah. Uh, was it? Killer shot. Tofu, <laughs> the to band. The, the beats? Mm-hmm. What, what was the Killer Tofu thing? Mm-hmm. Oh, that was the song by
6: the beats. Yeah. Killer, killer tofu.
1: tofu. I need more allowance.
2: <laughs> that was a good
0: one. Rise Against Entire Discography will be collected in this new vinyl box set that's going to be coming out November 30th. It's going to feature 180-gram vinyl pressings of all eight Rise Against Studio albums with a limited edition 180-gram clear vinyl version also available, including a new book. Check it out. There's a photo of it. That looks kind of cool.
2: It's like clear Pepsi. Mm -hmm.
3: (laughs) It's it's, translucent blue.
0: Yeah. And it's, oh, like, it set like. in, like, a book where you could, like, actually look through it and the records are in there, which is kind of neat. Uh, so there you go. And also coming out... Uh, just, um,
1: Def Leppard?
0: Yeah, but uh, I was reading... Hold on. His, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Def Leppard's Hysteria is releasing mm-hmm. uh, a Hits and Singles box set, which is coming out uh, November 30th as well. I think that's actually... Is that Record Store Day this year? November 30th November Record 30th? store
1: days not till April.
0: No, they have two of them, uh, two two a year.
1: Record store are there two? Yes, it's there's in two. April. They have one so. in April.
0: They have one in November.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Look that up. <laughs> okay. In spring, just saying. Every let's day. Let's bet is it record right store now. Days. This, yeah. is black,
0: this is recording right now, Friday so let's version. let's bet.
1: Oh, I'm no, I'm not betting.
0: Okay. Well. <laughs> There you go. You've you've all heard it, Garage, Garage Rock Show listeners. Uh, November 30th, Hysteria, the single's new limited edition 10-disc vinyl box set featuring all of the 7-inch singles from their 87 album, Hysteria. A bunch of other stuff, so there you go. Uh, new music coming up from Brian Setzer. Check that out. And the Stray Cats marking their Ooh. 40th anniversary in 2019 with an all-new album and tour. Wow! Brian Setzer, Lee Rocker, and Slim Jim Phantom recording their first new album in 25 years.
1: Now all the rockabilly just have something. That's to look pretty cool, to. right?
0: That's pretty awesome. Yeah. First new album in 25 years.
2: He should start his own like seltzer brand. You know, <laughs> I mean, that's a waste if he doesn't. We're talking <laughs> about Perry seltzer. Pharrell.
0: He's got his uh, new thing coming up in San Francisco at the Fillmore December second. If you want to check out, he's part of the Festival of Lights, which he's going to debut his new thing from his kind.onica of yeah, it's, it, it's a Jewish celebration for the Bill Graham Memorial Foundation in uh, support of Bill Graham, uh, and he was a Jewish guy, and so mm-hmm. they do this thing in honor of him. So there you go. Uh, Eminem performs on top of the Empire State Building. You see that?
3: I didn't see that. No? Mm-hmm.
0: It was on Jimmy Kimmel? Nope. Uh, well, let's watch a little first, like,
3: 30 Jimmy seconds Kimmel of the video in, here. They were saying how hard it is to get tickets for that. For Jimmy know, Kimmel? Yeah. Why? They used you to mean? give him out like free then, on the yeah, street. I think, I think in LA people can't pay pay him to go. You
2: can't. We would always be like in but your
0: face. But he's a d-
3: an attraction in New York. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Right? This, this is our, it's
0: called We'll see. They're doing this kind of intro right now where he's like in the lobby about to go up there. It's exciting. See if we can get to the top here. Oh, there's a...
1: Guillermo.
3: Guillermo. I like anything that Guillermo's involved in. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so I'm sold on The this luckiest gardener <laughs> on the planet. It. He's a
3: cool you, guy. Once I sing Guillermo. <laughs> <laughs> wasn't he Kimmel's riding up Gardner? on the
0: elevator with him right now. Yeah.
1: Huh? He was Kimmel's gardener. He was Kimmel's gardener,
0: yeah.
2: That's cool.
1: It's totally the produced.
0: Yeah, it doesn't really seem all like as, uh, you know. As I thought it was. No.
1: Be, but... It was just him on a mic and but then he's they still maybe put music they got over it. But shots,
0: some shots doing that. Of, that was uh, just, I mean, nor- uh, damn it. Well, I again. guess it was
3: like a, the special edition Kimmel shows because they were in New York, huh? So you have something different like that every night that's some crazy. It's kind a of big
2: thing.
0: <clears throat> like a special uh, music performance because he's in New York kind of deal. Is it mm-hmm. just a week that he's in New
3: York? Is that what the deal is? Probably. I, I've seen it before, maybe last year or something, where I don't know anything. I don't know about much about it, but I'm assuming he's probably there for more than a few days.
0: Because it's always in LA for those uh, for those shows, usually, right? I know Stephen Colbert does his in New York, though.
2: We saw Dave Grohl perform in the street for Jimmy Kimmel, actually. Oh, really? Yeah, they had like. What year was that? In 2013. Oh, cool. or Or I don't know. That's awesome. What year it is anymore? It was like four Ice years ago. I
1: know. <laughs> <But> <laughs> four years ago.
2: But how was me. it?
0: How was the thing?
2: I went home. Kevin saw, <laughs> Kevin, oh, Kevin saw stuck it. around. I don't like being a... It was very crowded.
0: Oh, yeah, yeah. It was all free, <laughs> though, right? Like <laughs> yeah. You could just walk up there.
3: Yeah.
2: Sounded cool as I was walking away. <laughs> <laughs> I
3: saw Lindy in the audience on a Kimmel show one time. How funny. Oh, yeah.
9: How
2: funny. Yeah. He'll tell you. <laughs> <laughs> I was in the audience for... Uh let's make a deal. Oh, that's cool. They paid that. me to sit in the audience. They paid nice. 30 of us to sit in the audience. How much? Um uh, minimum wage for the day. That's cool.
3: I uh, think I made like, enough.
2: I made 80 bucks. Yeah, that's I wonder
3: good if you enough. could spot out people in the audience that are there like every day. Mm. Do they put a let, Wait, let's make a deal. Yeah, in so the you, back two rows. They put a costume on you?
2: Well, I wore this like weird like sort of like <laughs> pajama thing and they put me I don't know they put me on the inside there was a guy there eating raw meat out of his wife's purse I, I kid you not raw uh, he was like yeah. a bodybuilder yeah, and he was yeah. just eating fucking that. hamburger from yeah. Trader Joe's and she had it like in her purse and he was just eating it she did not even bring beef? it for the like. Yeah. What, like what's in your purse? Ground round, beef. You know? <laughs> Yeah. What's in your purse? Does anybody have a pound of raw ground beef? Yeah, <laughs> a she did. Of ground beef. Yeah, raw ground oh. beef. Yeah. That's, and he's just like taking pinches of it, eating I have it. A
3: feeling that guy is not alive. So fucking it's <laughs> gross, <laughs> right?
2: Probably <laughs> yeah. has like at least <laughs> a few <laughs> parasites. Yeah. Uh, oh yeah. Really uh. disturbing. Yeah. Speaking of yeah.
0: disturbing, <laughs> disturbs. David Draymond explains why he removed his chin piercings. Ew! I Remember like those? I don't think anyone needs this. to
2: explain why it's a fucking chin piercing. Well, yeah. he, oh my God,
0: he said.
3: I love the response. Yeah, That's yeah. So he, great. When
0: he was asked about his signature <laughs> double chin piercings and why he was getting rid of them, he said, "Quote: They're kind of a pain in the butt, to be honest. I just kind of felt like weird walking around like a 45-year-old Hot Topic kid. Yeah, I felt yeah. like it was just
3: time at some point." <laughs> and quote, guys.
2: Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah.
3: Just stop uh, being a kid, man. Look at this sag <laughs> sad old as hell sag guy here.
1: Three doors down. <laughs> three
2: doors down. <laughs> now he's three leg like, cells down from <laughs>
1: He's three doors
0: down from fucking tiny, gonna fucking uh make him give him his pudding every fucking week. Ooh. Uh former three doors down bassist Todd Harrell has been sentenced to ten years in prison for possession of a firearm by a felon. Mm. He's been in jail since June. And then here's the deal. His wife apparently tried to, like, uh, sneak him in some kind of prescription drug suboxone at his Jackson County jail in August, so that even increased his uh, sentence. So just what a loser, though, right? (laughs)
3: That That was his
9: wife?
0: Yeah, that helped him out. I don't know. He probably like convinced her, you know, like, hey,
9: babe, I really need this medication. Oh, you Nine know, I'm going to yes, die. every night I
3: just <laughs> need to be out of my misery, you know? <laughs> <laughs>
0: oh, shit. All right, so let's move on to some funny stuff here. On this day, well, not really funny, I guess. <laughs> uh, on this day in music history trivia, Friday, October 19th in 1979, following a vicious legal battle with MCA Records, the third album from this band is released on the label's new subsidiary, Backstreet Records, with a new contract and better royalties for the band, was it A Prince in the Revolution, B Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers, or C Paul McCartney
3: and Wings? What do you guys think? I don't have a damn clue. Neither Back do Street I
1: Backstreet
2: Records.
3: Um
1: I don't know. Backstreet Records? Street Street I would go with back. A, All Prince right. and the Revolution. All
4: right. All right. <laughs> Everybody.
1: <laughs> Sorry. Wait, Prince, <laughs> 1979, three albums. Uh, 1979. I'm actually going to go with C, Paul McCartney and Wings.
0: Okay.
3: Okay, you guys went A and C. What, C. what do you think? I'll say B.
1: Why not, right? I'm just Just like thinking, 1979, who had three albums out already? Yeah, maybe I'll say uh, Paul McCartney as well. Okay. How many albums did Paul McCartney and Wings put out? That's what what I'm saying.
0: Well, let's move on. You guys have recorded your guesses, and the answer is... Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers. Following a vicious legal battle with MCA Records... Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers album Damn the Torpedoes released on its new subsidiary Backstreet Records. After releasing two albums, the band's label Shelter Records was sold to MCA. Tom Petty refused to go along, leading to a spate of lawsuits that played out while the band was recording the album. After Tom Petty had to declare bankruptcy to get out of his contract, he and the label came to an agreement where the band recorded for Backstreet Records, which would be dedicated to Petty. It would be all label... For him and he would get a, a better deal out of it. United against the conman. Enemy enemy, the band formed a stronger bond and found a creative spark not present on their previous album, You're gonna get it. Damn the Torpedoes sold over three million copies in America, reached number two on the album's chart. The song Refugee is directly inspired by what transpired. The quote from the song Everybody's Had to Fight to Be Free. You see you don't have to live like a refugee is like a kind of a quote of where he was at with his Declaring bankruptcy and battling with his uh, label. So that's really what that album and that song was kind of inspired by. So there. There you go. There you go. Double trivia edition. We got another uh, trivia, uh, trivia question here. In 1977, on this day, October 19th, in Greenville, South Carolina, this band plays its last show with its original lineup before three of its members are tragically killed days later.
2: Ooh, the Day the Music Died? Or? Was it
0: A, Buddy Holly and the Crickets? Was it B, Stevie Ray Vaughan in Double Trouble? Or was it C, Leonard Skinner?
1: Uh Leonard Skinnerd.
0: On this day of 1977, this band plays its last show with its original lineup. Buddy Holly and the Crickets, Stevie Ray Vaughan in Double Trouble, C, Leonard Skinnerd.
3: I'm going to be again on this one, Stevie Ray Vaughan
2: in Double Trouble.
0: Okay. Uh-huh. Dahlia says Leonard Skinnerd. Uh-huh. Carmen?
2: I don't know. I don't. I don't. Know. Take a random guess. Um, Buddy Holly and the Crickets. All right, I we're across like the board here. Yay. It is
0: actually Leonard Skinner, <laughs> yeah. October nineteenth, nineteen seventy-seven. Leonard Skinner played their last show before the plane crash that kills three of their members. Nazareth is the opening act on that. So there you go. Uh, quick sports minute this okay. week. Uh, Seattle Seahawks twenty-seven over the Raiders. They played in London. Did you see that at all, Aaron? Yep, yep,
3: yep. Raiders. Some Raiders fan but they're f- garbage. <laughs> <laughs> they're
0: having a rough year.
3: They're garbage.
0: Do you think like, it's the coaching, or do you think what's going on?
3: I don't know, man. They paid, you know, they brought John Gruden back and personally. I mean, they pay him. He's got some type of $100 million t- contract, like the m- biggest contract ever. And I don't know. He didn't win a Super Bowl with us. He did get a Super Bowl a few years later with the Buccaneers, but... Um, I'm like, why bring a coach back and pay him that much that hasn't like done much for us before? You know yeah, know I mean? it sounds like a we waste. Gave, we gave him a shot, and he, he left for a better deal and won a Super Bowl with another team. And then, I don't know, then he comes back, and he just kind of starts making all these cuts and changing the team up, and now they're shit this year. So there you yeah, go. Yeah, it's a bummer. I mean, there's lots of people that like him. I mean, he's a good coach. A lot of people like him, but I didn't like that move.
0: Yeah, Well, uh, in other sports news this week, did you see this video of the Red Sox pitcher supposedly using pine tar to cheat against the Astros? Yeah. Uh, So apparently it's this uh, Red Sox pitcher, Matt Barnes, and he's using pine tar. Apparently what he did is he put some pine tar on his arm, on his forearm, and what he would do is... uh, he would uh, get. It, we'll watch the video here, where he gets a little uh, dab of the pine tar off of his arm on his to his fingers, mm-hmm. and then he's able to transfer uh, transfer it to the ball to get a better grip on the ball yeah. to throw his uh, curves. It's like on
2: uh, Bob's Burgers, remember <laughs> that guy was like was eating the greasy burgers so that he could do some kind of special <laughs> pitch, <laughs> you know? And they, it was. He got in trouble. He found That's hilarious. Out. That's yeah. hilarious. I didn't
3: see that one, but how did it? He did he eat a Bob's Burger yeah. and then after pitched like the best game yeah. he's ever played. Hey, exactly. Ever since that burger, that was like the yeah. He's like, I need. Must your have burgers. been the greasy fingers.
2: Mm-hmm. Exactly. That's hilarious. That's Some kind of like that. skip skidoo, something or other. He called <laughs> it, you know, like a weird pitch. So they're
3: not. Um, they're not on Fox. Are they on Fox still? Mm-hmm. They got picked up by another channel, huh? Yeah,
2: that was like an early. Season I don't I haven't. I used to follow that.
3: I see it show. on Hulu, but I haven't I've watched it a long track of it. Yeah. But if it was an old one. Yeah, shit.
0: it was. That's hilarious. That's totally like based on like some real life <laughs> yeah. stuff, right? You know. <laughs> uh, all right, so we're gonna watch a little video here of, of him actually doing this. Somebody recorded the replay here and uh, got it kind of a little bit slowed down to where you could actually see him kind of put the tar on his um, on his hand from from the arm. So. I guess it's like baseball's always kind of been known for this kind of stuff, like shifty ass fucking ways of cheating, you and know? Like, Whether it's either steroids or fucking whatever, or it's this kind of shit where you're able to.
3: And it ain't sh- much, but it's just the slightest just, little. Look at see how he's grabbing
0: his arm right there, and how is... and he and Oh, I'm gonna stretch. Yeah, he's acting like he's stretching. He grabs his arm right there, and then that's when he grabs the ball. After that, to get the little advantage on the on the pitch. So it's it's hmm. it's kind of hard to see. I mean, and that's why they slowed it down on this video so you could see it because it's if you don't know, you don't know. And and a lot of people on the inside uh, of the sport, they're like, wait a minute, what's going on? Here? So the
3: umpire gets to see the ball afterwards. It's up to him to um, notice anything to catch ball, it, huh? You know, yeah. And if he's to keep his eye on that stuff, I guess.
2: Hope he doesn't lose or if, his. Uh...
0: Or what if he's in on it?
2: Oh, mm-hmm. uh, there you go.
0: Well, what, serious, if, serious. what if what uh, if you know like well like what what happened with uh, another Boston team, the New England Patriots, who were known for deflating their balls. Yeah. Right? And so I mean it's like kind of like they're got this little edge on trying to get this little edge any way they can. Not necessarily I'm not trying to single them out, but the evident evidence is there, you know, for for that. So I just think it's I don't know. It, it takes away from the sport for me like when when somebody's got to try to cheat someone bit. does that it's like yeah it's just like man that just ruins it you know like you can't just win fair and square and just play the game like everyone else you know
3: pitchers you know they're probably great pitchers but when they after a couple innings deep their hands start getting sweaty and they yeah lose they need a little bit help. of of that accuracy because it's slipping a little bit or whatever so they try to get the game back that little bit of an edge i don't you know
0: uh, switching to basketball. Did you see the new reversible championship ring?
3: I heard about it but I didn't see it. You haven't seen it? Well check this How out. Is it so reversible? Does it, yeah, does it so say something underneath? It doesn't flip around. Like no, it actually does flip around. Like a reversible jacket.
0: <laughs> it, yeah it's got okay so okay picture like a big ring you know right and then on the top of it it's got this little like section where you can kind of screw off oh. right pop it off Oh, so
2: the top just okay. and then
0: the top actually has a circle where it has the jewels of sapphires on one side like it's blue mm-hmm. and then the other side oh. it's like white diamonds so you flip mm. that part so you can flip Bands that part the same The band is the same, sure, yes. It's not
2: like a weird... Wow, okay. It's
0: it's actually the top of it, and this little, little video shows... So you could rock your number there or
3: have something else. What's the other side?
0: Well, it's just a different color of a background. One side's like white diamonds, it looks like, and then the other side's blue sapphires or
3: something. That's pretty neat.
0: Here, so watch. We'll check it out.
3: Yeah, the ring ceremony. It's motivated. the first
0: time in right. history. See how it unscrews?
3: Yeah, and it says strength and numbers underneath. That's cool. <clears throat> and
0: then the top part, check it out. See, one side's white, one side's blue. That's cool. So you can like...
2: Night and day.
0: Screw it in there, either side. Wait,
3: so that goes in there and then... It locks into place. Something holds it in. Yeah, that, that little
0: one. thing. That little thing on the top that they unscrewed holds it in there. Uh, pretty elaborate, first time in history that it's like something like that.
3: Might as well, might as well be with these guys, huh?
0: <laughs> yeah, because if any if in, any NBA team deserves it, it's them.
3: I think. Well,
0: I mean, I guess that's debatable. But uh, check it out. Also, uh, this boxer. Do you know who this boxer is? Mm-mm. He has signed the richest sports contract in history. Apparently, this the week. The
2: richest. How much?
0: He's just uh, Canelo, yeah. Canelo Alvarez, 28 years old, agreed to a five-year, 11-fight contract with streaming platform DAZN that will pay him a minimum of $365 million. The contract shatters the existing record established in 2014 by New York Yankee slugger Giancarlo Stanton's $325 million
3: contract so this is the biggest sports contract mm-hmm. in history right now anybody good at quick math what's the 365 divided by 11 yeah um, how many million um, a year is that how many like million a fight
2: 33, 33 plus some change Yeah, yeah.
10: three
0: million
3: a fight
2: that's yeah. not bad. With yeah. thirty-five left over there, so like yeah, like thirty-eight. But you got to think yeah. like
3: uh, yeah. I'm trying to remember what Mayweather pulled he on. He that got last way more component. than that. He got I mean, like a on hundred million or something off of one fight, right? So. He got way more than but, that. But, yeah, who, 11 fights, that's a lot. He could deteriorate after four or five more fights, and then it'd be just a bunch of bullshit fights afterwards. Right. And he could just still be banking, you know? Yeah,
0: doesn't that kind of bring up the point about that it, now that he's got the contract, he doesn't really give a shit if he wins or loses in a lot of ways. He's guaranteed yeah. 11 fights, Well, he right?
2: probably gets, it says a minimum, so if he Yeah, he, he probably wins. gets a bonus, maybe yeah, more. Yeah, he probably but wins still. and gets more.
0: But still. It kind but of like still. maybe could create Indeed. a complacency. He has a fifty-one and two record as a professional boxer. It's crazy. Yeah. Uh, so there you go, uh, crazy. Um, all right, and also last thing on sports: Taco Bell giving away free tacos for every base <laughs> stolen during the World Series. So that's another reason to watch. If they steal a base, you get a free taco. So Ugh. hopefully, cool
2: we'll... ranch shell. Oh, that's so gross. Well, <laughs> yeah, so you gross. get your
0: choice. It's nacho cheese, fiery, or cool ranch. Uh. The the fiery one is bomb.
2: Corn dogs, Jackie. Free
0: diabetes. Free diabetes (laughs)
2: tacos.
0: (laughs) Dude, crazy movie, TV, and entertainment news this week. As a sound mixer died on the set uh, of a Tom Hanks movie, he fell from the balcony. Now it's cursed. uh, While shooting on the set of a biopic about Fred Rogers, Rogers. yeah,
2: that looks like a really good movie, and that's that's terrible. I know it's like
0: like uh, so that's horrible, right? So fell
1: off the balcony.
0: Okay, so police say this guy who was 61 years old was alone on the balcony taking a cigarette break when he may have suffered a medical emergency yeah. resulting in his fall from the balcony. So he don't could've... they
1: need to have the balcony like certain amount? Well, No, he's at least no four four like foot? in
0: old theaters, they don't have he's... it
3: like that.
2: Well, if it was like some kind of scaffolded thing maybe yeah. too. Has like anybody
3: the... ever heard about that story about Mr. Rogers was the Green Beret?
2: What I've heard, yeah, I have heard that actually. I thought
3: that for a while, but uh, I, it, it turned fake. out to be it's not false. True. Yeah, yeah it's he not was true. actually but like <laughs> a pastor. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. The next see thing that. was going to be if it was, maybe it was his ghost chopping the guy's <laughs> yeah. <his> neck. And, <laughs> oh <Mr>.
2: God! Strat- <laughs> Howdy, neighbor! <laughs> All right. <laughs>
3: also,
0: movie, TV, entertainment news: Game of Thrones. Peter Dinklage hints at Tyrion's fate. It's oh, not
3: good, no. apparently.
2: Spoiler I don't wanna, alert! I don't want to hear at anything. At I hate it. How is it's anything gonna even go on? He's, the dragons ruined it. He's tri- yeah.
3: He's tricky. He's probably just saying some shit that's not mm, even true. Could
10: he, be. He
0: says, "I think he was given a very good conclusion. No matter what that is, death can be a great way out." Oh, End quote. Fuck. Yeah, yeah. Why?
3: If he says that, <laughs> that's too <laughs> obvious. Death. <laughs> If you mentioned the word death. He did. That's what it, he says in the quote. Then that's too freaking obvious, right? Basically, he's going to come out and say, I died. He might as well have just said, I die. Yeah.
2: I feel like there's no way anyone's so, going to be satisfied with whatever they do. No, on he's lap- riding
3: the dragon on the way out of this bitch. <laughs> That'd be awesome. <laughs> they, they're,
2: they're, it's been it's like been too what? long. Like two, are, two years now? There's all these theories and people writing about it. Oh, and Tyrion's
3: like, riding out on a dragon. Everyone
2: else ends. is doing other movies now. Yeah, he was like born to ride a dragon, right? I mean, he had that whole yeah. little moment with the dragon. Yep, he's the got the
0: distant blood in him that uh, of mm-hmm. that, you know. So we'll see. Uh, a new Dracula series headed for Netflix and BBC. A major new series. Uh, the team behind Sherlock uh, oh, taking dude. on Bram Stoker's tale of Dracula. He's got a
3: whole new. I have to talk to you about this later. Oh, f-
0: <laughs> what for? Uh, Game of Thrones whole new theory. Hold well, me theory. <laughs> like Game of Thrones. Uh, they could definitely like uh, kill him off in a way oh, to kind of sucks. like further the story, huh? If
2: Bran turns out to be like the the Night King or whatever the fuck the, that guy, I'm gonna be really mad. I'm just right? Gonna, I can't handle that. What? Like no? Right. I keep reading no. about just it. Just
3: say your theory. Just say it. All right. Well, <laughs> there was that theory a while back about Jamie Lannister being like the one kind of you know the Golden Hand guy, mm. right? Yep. But he's a creep, man. He's banging his sister. Potentially, yeah. he's maybe got to go. And that whole time, it was actually Tyrion. And maybe he loses his hand and gets that gold hand because it was his brother's. And he rides off with the dragon. Boom! Uh-huh.
2: There you go.
1: That's interesting. I don't have any theories. <laughs> I'm just uh, waiting so to see Jon what happens. Snow, Daenerys pure of heart. Tyrion. <laughs> I guess.
2: I it's just like just that, play um, the new season already. that Jon Snow and an Egret got married in real life. That makes me happy. yeah,
0: dude. Yeah, that was cool. Oh, I, I they did Pokemon. in real yeah. life. Yeah. And she has a castle. It's in even real life. better is the oh. name Egret.
2: I know. Egret. Right? <laughs> <laughs> I'm
3: gonna keep that in mind if I ever have a daughter.
0: <laughs> you hear about Piggy Smalls?
2: Piggy Smalls. I did. Fuck. Why did He's they break be up? You guys? For a new
0: home. Ariana Grande, Pete Davidson, are done.
2: Dunzo, as TMZ put it. I think it. I
3: called that like the minute I heard about it. I said, <laughs> well, I wonder said, if it's going like, to last like, like a week or like uh, two months, and... maybe four at the most. I don't know. How long has, that has it been? Maybe... Six
2: or seven months, I think, is what it was. Well, it's probably longer than He I was thought. just talking <laughs> about <laughs> her like two episodes ago yeah. Yeah. on SNL. Yeah. Yeah. Talking about switching out her birth control to Tic Tacs. That was
1: hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> hilarious joke. Oh. <laughs> mm-hmm. She was like, I'm done with you, Pete Davidson. She just, You're not keeps... going to
3: seed me up
1: pulling out of everything
3: and
2: <laughs> she's in that, that new joke yeah there's a wicked special that she's gonna be in she's that's the only thing she's done recently uh, yeah too emotionally distraught from everything else
6: yeah apparently it's just too much so we'll see <laughs> when you're about to saddle up and tread that rusty terrain you need a brand of drink you can rely on and when you reach across to grab that drink from your compadre on that dusty trail it's better be something that's made from the heart. And when you open up that mix of Taurine and Tiger's Tears, know that Ball Jack is there with you. Hell um, yeah! America. Ball Jack has been disputedly bringing its tasty, energizing mix to the mouths of dusty trailblazers like you since 1863. You're goddamn right! Don't leave your dusty trailmate hanging. Reach over and grab his Ball Jack. He's waiting for you to quench that dusty trailblazing thirst with his balljack. Woo! Balljack. The drink of dusty trailblazers. Reach for it today. Uh news
0: from around the world. Nine climbers killed by a snowstorm on Mount uh, Mount Nepal. In Mount uh, or excuse on a
1: mountain me. in Nepal. No, excuse <laughs> me. You, Mount
0: Gurja. Gurja. Mm-hmm. In Nepal. So my bad caused an avalanche that buried their base camp. The climbers Mm. were reported missing on Friday, Ah, October 12th. They tried to climb the 24,000 foot Himalayan mountain and their bodies have been since recovered. Top climber Kim Chang-ho was killed along with four other Mm. South Koreans and four Nepali Sherpa guides. This was the biggest loss in Nepal climbing since 2015 avalanche. Mount Everest caused by an earthquake killed 18 climbers crazy so
3: that doesn't sound like anything I'd ever be interested in
1: doing. No, climbing a mountain like that no, I... In a mountain no thanks
0: climber. Yeah.
1: I try <laughs> to stay as low key as possible
0: hurricane michael uh death toll rising to 29 yesterday as the number of reported dead in florida increased to 19 12 of them in bay country up from four reported deaths in the co- or excuse me bay county or uh, in the county on monday so, so uh,
3: deaths yeah. is there a, mi- a, a missing number a lot of times that's a lot bigger
0: about 1200 people are still in shelters more than 158000 customers remain without le- electricity so it doesn't mention it doesn't say about missing people I should no. number will go up a little oh bit. yeah we uh,
1: saw that video with that cat like swimming Through the water Yeah the cat survived The cat's like swimming through the water with his head up looks all pissed off He's like I'm getting out of this motherfucker
0: (laughs) Mega millions up to 970 million Probably more right now as you're hearing this
3: That was like a Homer Bound movie right there (laughs) Yeah (laughs) It could be a whole movie (laughs) It definitely could be Cats drool Dogs drool They,
1: They do They do
3: Damn, how do I bank in on
2: this idea? What was the other one? Benji was a oh, good Oh, Benji one. was uh, a yeah, uh, good one. yeah. Heartbreaking. Milo so I think
3: and I Otis. that last week. That was a good one.
2: <laughs> uh,
0: Microsoft co-founder Paul Allen dead at 65. Um, he died Monday, October 15th. Complications of non-Hodgkin's lymphoma. He was heartbroken. It's supposedly, he was heartbroken to the loss of someone he called one of his oldest and dearest friends. He was uh, the co-founder of Microsoft, along with Bill Gates. And he also owned the Seattle Seahawks and the Portland Trailblazers. So, Mm. yeah, he was trying to fight that cancer and he passed away, unfortunately. Um, Also, some news around the world. Recreational marijuana, now legal in Canada. As of yesterday, or no, Wednesday, October 17th, recreational use of marijuana is now legal in Canada. You can have 30 grams of pot in on your person in public to grow more than four marijuana plants per household. You got to buy from um, a licensed dealer online, uh, but you can do whatever you want with it. Pretty cool.
3: Hmm. So there you go. What does it say about an unlicensed?
0: It says, Uh, it will still be illegal to have more than 30 grams of pot in public, grow more than four marijuana plants per household, and buy from an unlicensed dealer. So you need to buy from a licensed dealer. Yeah.
2: So. How do you get a dealer's license? Like, What is <laughs> the process for that? Yeah. <laughs> well.
1: I mean, how do you manage that process? How do you How do you know M- like, if like it's licensed or <laughs> unlicensed? like a food
0: license, so like, like somebody who makes food dealer. Dealer. in their home. But
1: if you're getting pulled over, like, no one's going to be able to tell the difference between licensed and unlicensed. Oh, wow, well, this is unlicensed. Okay, how do you know? Okay, whatever.
3: There's a license. Ask uh,
0: somebody who goes through the hoops of getting their stuff legit and licensed. It's a big deal, and yeah. so you got to do that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, it's like like anything. It's like someone selling alcohol or food, or you go through, you jump through the hoops, you get a license. It's, you know,
1: I mean, like it's for the regular person just buying, the everyday Joe buying, like how how if you were to get pulled over, how would the authorities know whether it's licensed really. or unlicensed? where you got it. Marijuana, mm-hmm. cannabis, whatever. It
0: doesn't matter if I, Joe Schmo, if I don't have more than 30 grams of weed on me, it doesn't matter if yeah. I get it from got unlicensed it. person or not. It doesn't yeah. matter. No, All right. If I have more than 30 grams, I better have a license for it to sell that. Oh, got it. Do you get I it? I understand now. Got yes. it? All right.
1: Got it. Thank Just you morning. for moving the on. clarity. Moving oh, no.
0: on. Moving on. Sculpture to be launched into space next month.
1: Why? There's enough stuff in There's our... Who's got? Who's using money
2: to do that? I mean, it's why? Uh,
0: it's called Orbital <laughs> Reflector, like. and it's the artwork is from the new Nevada Museum of Art. It's a satellite balloon. It will open and expand. What's in once it's in space, growing from the size of a shoebox to a diamond sculpture that will be the size of two school buses. It's
3: like Bizarre. A sword or
0: something. So is it just the end right there. Yeah, or? I don't know. It looks like kind of like a, um, a diamond.
1: There has to be more shaped. to it than this. They That's they it. It could the not site. have spent this much money to put something in orbit that doesn't have something beneficial mm-hmm. to us. This
3: is a piece of artwork they for the aliens. Sh- just just garbage. Yeah, space. I don't know just, the capabilities don't know. of what we can do.
9: Speaking Maybe <laughs> it
1: will
3: release
0: garbage. <laughs> speaking of out of this That's world insane. and aliens.
1: And speaking of garbage. <laughs>
0: Kanye aliens are going to be really be up there <laughs> in space. I really like that sculpture. Yeah, that's, that's yeah. really nice. That's a really nice Maybe we won't movie. destroy what does it mean their to culture you when you look <laughs> at it, you? Maybe we won't bomb them into oblivion. <laughs> oh, man. Check this fool out.
2: Check uh, check I him out. The, the West Wing, right? <sighs> I like this SNL <clears throat> version. It
0: was oh, awesome. my so God. so good. This SNL <laughs> version Brown. is hilarious. Jim Brown.
3: Jim Brown. Keenan.
0: Keenan
9: Iverwitz. Or uh,
3: Keenan Thompson. And he really didn't say a damn thing there, did he?
0: No, he didn't. He just kept his mouth shut. <laughs> He's
3: crying So
0: what we're talking about, we're looking at a picture of Kanye West uh, here in the Oval Office, believe it or not, Basically just with President Trump and ex-football star Jim Brown. God. They were at the White House last Thursday. We were doing our show already. We couldn't report on it. It was like already happening. So this week, I just wanted to touch on it. They discussed an array of topics, including criminal justice reform, job opportunities. Kanye West said he loved everyone, including Trump's former rival Hillary Clinton, but he said he couldn't relate to Trump's or he could relate to Trump's male energy. He said, "Quote." It was something about when I put this hat on, it made me feel like Superman. Trump, will you be my dad? That's <laughs> basically <laughs> what he said. He went on to say, quote, you made a Superman cape for me. Also, as someone who looks up to you, looks up to American industry guys, end quote. Touched on many other so issues, sad. including his own mental health. Kanye <laughs> <Connie> West <laughs> was saying on the interview that he had been diagnosed with bipolar disorder and that a neuropsychologic, a neuropsychologist who works with athletes from the NBA and NFL, told him that he simply had sleep deprivation, which could cause dementia 10 from 20 years now, end quote. Oh crazy. God. So, so I don't know, man. He just went on to say <laughs> a bunch of other crazy shit.
1: Yeah. I'm just not even going to comment on this.
2: Just, mental illness doesn't give you the right to act like an asshole. You know? mm-hmm. Right. Yep. Yeah.
3: Agreed.
1: Yeah. Like, fuck off. <laughs> yes, agreed. You had that head
3: trauma with that. Accident, you know. Mm. When he first came in, before he got famous, that car accident. Oh, really? I think that has something to do with it. Oh, maybe. Through the wire. Mm. That was about his mouth being wired shut. Oh. You know, so he had some severe head trauma. I think that's catching up to him. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Well, we'll just leave it at that.
3: (laughs) He almost died during that, apparently.
0: Yeah, that but, could screw up anybody, man.
3: But yeah, your people gotta gotta get you help. You gotta make sure you're on your meds. I don't know if you and
1: get and keep you on the right path.
3: I heard Mike Tyson on a Big Boy show. You heard? Did you no. see that? No. And he was like, 'Cause he's he's been diagnosed uh, bipolar, I think, at some point. And he was just kind of they were touching on that Kanye shit too. And he was just like. You gotta take your meds. You gotta take your meds. Mm-hmm. You know? Pete Davidson
0: said the same thing on SNL. He's yeah, like, right? it's, it's not cool to be, mm-hmm. you know, trying to make a uh, mental illness cool. He's like, I take my medication. You should take yours as well, you know, mm-hmm. kind of thing. Anyway, so we'll move on to something else uh, around the world as climate change apparently is going to make beer cost more. This might get some action happening now that uh, apparently here's the deal. A key ingredient in beer is uh, the production of barley. Mm -hmm. And the scientists are saying that more extreme heat waves and droughts in the future will hurt production of barley. They estimate that the amount of barley produced could fall as much as 17%, which would make beer more expensive, with the price doubling on average as well as harder to find. Jeez. So that's kind of interesting. Dahlia, if you had to pay twice as much as you do now for beer, would you drink less, or would you still kind of find a way to make it work? Uh, the production of barley is going to decrease so the price of beer is going to increase
1: well the price of cigarettes doubled and I didn't quit smoking yeah that's true <laughs> we paid uh, what nine dollars for a beer at a music festival and it doesn't matter right so I don't know
2: yeah this is a good point
1: I, I would switch do whatever to something else. Yeah, I mean I
2: can you know like a 12 pack of good beer is like you know, sixteen or eighteen dollars. Yeah. If I had to pay thirty-two dollars for that, I would just buy gin and make my seltzer a
1: drink. Yeah, yeah find fine. find something yeah. else
0: on because yeah, f- for, screw that. For
1: me, I only drink beer. Like I don't drink hard alcohol. Yeah. Like, maybe I as we get older, wine. maybe we'll do
0: that. Maybe we'll start drinking other things eh, instead of beer. Yeah, if I Especially like if it, it gets that expensive. I don't have to drink beer, that. but if
1: I want to drink beer, if I'm gonna, if I want to drink a beer, yeah, I'll probably yeah. Pay no, for fair it. enough.
0: Fair enough. Well, check it I out. need a beer that, Speaking you know. of beer, yeah, there's once in
2: a while. Yeah,
0: there's a new company called Good Boy Beer for dogs.
2: Oh my. What?
0: Check this it, out.
1: It,
2: it. It's like for Matt Lambert's dog. That's <laughs> <I laughs> where like he would always be like putting beer in his dog's bowl. Oh, so it's dog. called Good
0: Boy Dog Beer. Oh, there's uh some flavors called Mailman Malt Liquor, IPA Lot in the Yard, and uh, I Session Squirrel or something like that. So this these uh, beers it doesn't contain any alcohol. Uh, apparently, they learned how to brew this beer without any alcohol. It has all natural ingredients, including vegetables, meat, and the spice turmeric, which is known to aid digestion in canines. The beer is now more than available at more than 20 dog-friendly bars and restaurants in the Houston area, where they're from, no. and the and the beer can be shipped out in cans. So.
2: Not gonna dis- no, no. <laughs> would
0: you wouldn't buy that?
2: You know where no. they could sell that is like at a at a brewery where people bring their dogs and hang out and right. outside. You'd have the dog beer for your dog. Yeah, but there I don't see like people buying it like as a regular thing for. The, but at a at a brewery where people are allowed to bring their pets. So did be, you see this, Aaron,
0: about the dog cool. beer? Did you Go read back. this earlier? No, I didn't. So this is a special dog beer that contains all natural ingredients, no alcohol, including vegetables, meat, and the spice turmeric, which is known to aid di- in meat. digestion.
2: That's what meat is in that. That's so gross. I, oh. I don't know.
0: They're brewing some kind of chicken or pork in there. Yuck. I don't know. Damn. Yeah. So dog beers. Do would your you dog? get Can that for
2: your dog? The diarrhea that your that dog cost? would have. I don't know. Let's say <laughs> yeah. it's like a fifteen bucks for a
3: six pack. Let's say my it's, dog ain't getting that beer. No. no. You uh, <laughs> eat that drinking. into
2: a cooler and somebody opens it and takes a swig. It, oh, f- it
0: costs yeah. as much as human beer. Dog beer?
2: What the fuck is this? That's beer I could be drinking. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to do it. Well, oh, it's using chicken broth. <laughs>
1: you don't think
0: there's going to be dogs like this in the store? Like, look no.
2: at... No. Uh, I am 21. <laughs> no? <laughs> that's good. That's ridiculous. <laughs> He's a oh, good man. boy. His name's Bud.
1: Yeah. He just wants
0: to get his beer. All right. Yeah. Okay, so a couple of random stories to finish out the episode tonight. Uh, apparently, a student may have handed out cookies made with human ashes.
2: That's
1: so gross. That is terrible. This happened in, may da- have?
0: Police in Davis, California are investigating the possibility that a high school student made cookies that included human cremains in the recipe, handed them out to classmates. Uh, apparently, it was his, uh, uh, his grandparents.
2: And so Grandpa, made, yeah.
0: made cookies with them. I him. think
2: it was a girl who made them. It was. Oh, a, was it? Yeah, it was a girl, and it was her grandpa's ashes. Oh, my God. Yeah. Does she
3: have a reason why she did it?
2: I didn't hear... They haven't, like, said anything from the student. It's like, what? And a couple of people, she showed them the you know, uh, urn before she gave them the cookies and told them that they were in there and a couple students were like, No, whatever. <laughs>
0: yeah, that's
3: cool.
2: It's cool. <laughs> kinda of grainy, like if you eat sand, one of the students was saying
1: it's like
3: Oh my god.
1: It's disgusting. Uh-huh. You're into eating
3: sand, man. These are
1: awesome. These are Would like, you do
0: that if it was a relative tight. or something? Or if no. you know, no. <laughs> <Hell> <laughs> no,
1: no. No. <laughs> Absolutely not. Uh, <laughs> <ashes are> <laughs>
3: Shit it out by I, uh, some high school kids.
1: Yeah, that's terrible. What
0: if somebody like, uh, like you know, some kind of I don't know, like you could picture like somebody in a family that would be like the oh, Adams family, maybe? <laughs> no, like maybe some hippie type of chick or something that would be like. All right. Well, Grandma would have wanted us to all like be in
1: her eat her yeah, remains. Yeah, eat. No, <laughs> no, that's so that's gross. Kind
0: of
7: borderline God, borderline eat cannibalism. Her remains. Yeah, like that's disgusting. <laughs> no. the hell are you thinking? Honestly.
1: Uh,
3: oh no. my lord. That's really gross. All right. Stupid. Maybe save them for uh-huh. Ash Wednesday each year or something. <laughs> <laughs> good one. That's a good that's one, as dude. Extreme as I would. I go. had to just I spread eat. my a good
2: joke, yeah. too. ashes and. Some of them got on my jeans, but, you know. But you weren't serving them. (laughs) To unknowing people. The wind was blowing, you know. I would not eat them. Jesus
0: Christ. Uh, All right. (laughs) eBay sues Amazon. Uh, Apparently eBay is saying that Amazon went on their site and emailed their users and said, Hey, come over to Amazon and sell your stuff here. And uh, now they're suing him for it. So there you go apparently a worldwide orchestrated campaign they say that ebay says amazon stole all of their sellers that sell on ebay oh yeah and went and emailed them and said hey you can sell on amazon for Amazon's cheaper we'll get we'll pay you then. more yeah so sounds about
3: right right Is they A billion dollar company yet
0: yeah they are right they are oh yeah uh dalia we were talking about this there's a ride pass now that they're offering for Lyft and Uber. Lyft is now coming out with a thirty ride pass for two ninety nine, two hundred ninety nine dollars.
1: Mm, no. So what do you think? Mm-mm.
0: It doesn't really sound like a good deal to me. No, it
1: doesn't sound like
0: a. We good got deal a. We got a. Most of our rides were like six bucks. Yep. Nine bucks.
1: Six bucks all around. Yeah, if you're like in a small. How,
3: I mean, how, area. How far do you get to go with these rides?
1: Well, it doesn't matter like, because. Like with like, for example, with Uber or LA, Lyft, maybe. you tell them where you're going. It's it like they says, tell you hold how on, much it's, it's gonna cost.
0: It says a rider on this plan pays the difference for trips costing more than fifteen dollars.
1: Let's okay. So if you're like commuting for commuters out of town, maybe, but let's think about it. The average price of an Uber or Lyft is eight bucks. So what's eight times thirty? Two hundred and forty dollars. Okay, eight times thirty. If you're going to spend that much. Mm-hmm. On and if you're gonna use it I'm sure there's something that says you know this lasts for like a year only one year you have 30 rides no it's not worth it
2: well, yeah. it doesn't they don't even carry over to the next month. You mm. just
0: Lyft claims that the deal is 59% cheaper on average than owning and insuring a car. But based on a study from AAA, those costs can gra- vary greatly depending on location, mm-hmm. as can the distance Lyft gets you for $15. Yeah,
2: you, I mean, imagine how much you drive your car every day. You're not just going one place right? And you're mm-hmm. back and forth. You're, you drive all or over one, town yeah, Or one, yeah, one distance. You know, yep. grocery stores and... You might as well get a car. And yeah, for 300 a month, that's a car payment. Th- yeah.
0: Yep, all right. What do you think about this, Carmen? Um, <clears throat> I thought this. I want to talk to Charles too, but he yeah, was. Yeah, we not. don't give
2: Henry cold meds. No.
0: Yeah, so they say to skip the cold meds for kids under six because there's no evidence that they do any good, according to experts. At the same time, can kid terry can carry uh, oh my god can carry <laughs> potentially dangerous side effects for kids. Yeah. So um, is that something you just kind of inherently knew, or did you just I learn just, that? That's
2: or? my, you know, philosophy uh, on why take any medicine that you don't need. And with such a right. little body, you don't want to give them... Uh, so
3: giving your kids the lean.
2: Yeah, like, I mean, well, Sudafed, like Sudafed This shut them up. I know. I think that's no. basically what no. My oh, neighbor no. told me that he used, up. he used to give his kid NyQuil to, like, put him to sleep. And I'm like, that's straight, like, child abuse now, that is, actually. You yeah, can't do you that. Yeah, you can't do that. You can't medicate your kids to... Uh, yeah, it's dangerous. And uh, I mean, they could stop breathing from something like that, you know. Um, but yeah, we don't, we've don't. we never given. Like, we get uh, essential oils, you know. Vicks vapor rub. Oop.
0: Rory is attacking R- the headphones.
2: <laughs> yeah. Yes,
0: Dolly, get him out of here, please. Is the
2: cat. <laughs>
3: he is not the
0: studio cat. He's the anti studio cat. We need to get him out
3: of here. Got <laughs> to a loco.
0: All right. <clears throat> uh, Netflix era kids missing something by not having to watch shows live this was something I thought that we all grew uh, kind of grew up on right like we all used to like you know hurry up you're gonna miss it don't you know take a bathroom break and you can't miss the episode and now Ooh, TGIF yeah. yeah. Oh.
1: They're bringing that back. And, and if,
3: it's like if you yep. missed the episode you were screwed. It made you want to stay home on Friday night. <laughs> yeah, yeah, because day, you, you, if you missed it, yeah, you, you, there you either was no had rerun. Your, <laughs> you either watching it back on VHS if you put your VHS in. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I okay. mean, are you fucked?
0: Yeah, I mean, that was the thing. Now it's like a whole different type of generation, so I mean, it's like everybody's you I don't know. You
2: can pause everything and take a break.
0: Yeah, it's kind of like, I don't know. Uh, kids have it too
3: easy nowadays. Uh-huh. You don't realize
0: how good you got it, kids. Trust me. Uh, all right, so that's the last story for the night. Thank you guys for tuning in to the Garage Rock Show podcast. Tune in tomorrow for our episode on 105.7 FM, 1660 AM for our Aftershock recap. We'll play a bunch of interviews from uh, our artists out there at Aftershock and more. we got all kinds of great things lined up for you guys. All right, so we got some interviews here from Aftershock 2018 this past weekend in Sacramento. I'm just going to go ahead and let you guys listen to them here on the podcast. I'm going to let them play. There's about five interviews. They're about three, four, five minutes long each, so check it out. We'll finish up the uh, episode of the podcast with nothing but interviews here uh, from Aftershock 2018. Enjoy. We're out here at Aftershock 2018 with Guar. None other than Guar. I just saw you guys up there doing the uh, the tribute for Dimebag and as well as Vinnie Paul on the stage. How was that up there?
9: Oh, it was great. You know, I mean, it was fun to, get, you know, help people channel their hate to productive. That's right. That was awesome, man. So I can't wait for your guys' set, of course, tonight. We're looking forward
0: to it. What do you guys got in store for everybody at Aftershock here tonight?
9: Oh, well, you know, we're going to kill probably a lot of people. I think we're definitely going to kill Donald Trump. Oh, awesome. But, you know, he's a tough son of a bitch. He's been showing up every night. (laughs) We kill him. We rip his guts out. And then he shows right back up. Persistent. He is. It's like a parasite. Yeah, you know, he's really right that... uh, you know he could kill people on Fifth Avenue, and nobody would, nobody would give it. <laughs> well, we're crap. gonna kill him
0: here tonight at Aftershock, right? That's right, that's right.
9: Well, there's a video that's coming out. Oh, okay, that. maybe that's okay. it. Yeah, and that's Viking Death Machine. There we go. That's um, the one that I've yeah, been waiting to yeah, hear about. Yeah. But uh, you know, the Blood of Gods—it's a—is uh, it's a great, huge effort yes. to make that record. The first record without the legendary and eternally magnificent, immortal corrupter. Odorous urungus. That's right.
0: Rest in peace. So, uh,
9: yeah, so it was it was a you know it was it was a, a big task, but I think we made a guar record and that's out to do, so we're stoked on it
0: awesome and uh you know i was looking on your guys's website and i thought this was really cool that i wanted to let my listeners know if you guys want to donate for blood for ball sack and the GoFundMe page for michael dirks uh it's going on right now and i was sharing that on my podcast page as well as the station page and i thought it was really cool you guys are selling some t-shirts and just kind of raising awareness about uh what's going on with your member right now right
9: yeah that's right thanks that is uh Balsack the jaws of death his personal slave right michael dirks uh yeah he you know he he's he's been having some health issues and uh he you know rather than just sort of and he's doing great by the way he's awesome uh, things have really turned around for him we're totally stoked on that awesome but you know he he decided to use the position uh and the attention to get people to donate blood and we we it turns out that Guar's very good <laughs> at getting blood out people. Yeah. <laughs> Who could have possibly guessed? Blood for ball sack is just awesome. Yeah. Thank you guys so much for your time tonight. I
0: know you got a lot of stuff to do. We're looking forward to your set tonight and can't wait to get sprayed with blood in the crowd
9: tonight. Thank All you right. guys so much for being here. Thank you.
0: Out here at Aftershock 2018 with another amazing group today. All Them Witches, uh, you guys put on an amazing set. Could you guys introduce yourselves uh, for our listeners, please? Robbie, drums. My name is Parks. I play bass. (laughs) Ben, guitar. Thank you guys for taking the time out of your day to do this. I know you got a lot of stuff going on, but um, you guys were a great set earlier today. Um, I I really enjoy, I don't know, I think a lot of our, our listeners and a lot of the guys that I know enjoy the first half of a lot of festival days because... It exposes us to a lot of bands that normally, um, I don't know, it's, it's hard sometimes to get 30 or 40 bucks together each, go out to a show at the Fillmore, and for this type of setting, I think it attracts a lot of new fans that normally would be like, nah, that's a little too rich for my blood to kind of blow that money on a single show, and with this, we get to check out some amazing groups that I think blew a lot of people's minds today, including you guys. I think you put on an amazing show, and I think you gained a lot of new fans today. And I just want to say that first off the bat.
8: Oh, well, thank you. Yeah, uh, I guess that's the goal, man. I just hope everybody had a good time because we're, you know, this is this is good for us. We're gearing up to go on tour, and uh, hopefully everybody liked it.
0: I think so. Uh, judging by the reaction in the crowd from where I was at, we were all having a blast, so that was, that was great. Um, I guess maybe what's your opinion on that in terms of, do you have a preference in these festival shows compared to intimate um, shows like Fillmore type venues or anything like that? Uh,
5: festivals are a lot of fun. Uh, the only thing that would be better is you know if building a, a bigger festival profile and being able to play, you know, for an hour. Right. Which is, which is what what we're used to. Like, normally totally agree with that. Normally, when we're headlining, like we're we're just starting to get. Like, feeling good by that 30-minute mark. I know, and they and cut it off, and it's brutal. Yeah, and then it's just taken away and from you. And I think you.
0: it's the same yeah. thing in the crowd. We kind of feel that pain that you guys feel there yeah. as well because we're getting right in the groove like, shit, man, I that's wish we had a full set.
5: That's that it's both ways.
0: Definitely, so. definitely. Um, that's, I guess, the give-and-take of the festival kind of atmosphere, right? You get a, a lot of new fans, but at the same time, you got to compromise a little bit of that set time. But I know you guys are going to be. Are, is this towards the end of your tour right now, or do you? No, have, we're
8: not on tour right now.
0: Oh, okay, so is this just kind of a one-off
8: for for right now? Mm-hmm. Yeah, we flew. Uh, we played Desert Days and Joshua Tree, and where, then. Uh,
0: where are you guys based out of?
8: Nashville. Nashville. Tennessee. Yeah.
0: So is this kind of your uh, for West Coast shows? Is it pretty typical, or w- what's going on in terms of uh, Are you out here for a little? A little bit, or just the festival and kind of back?
8: Yeah, this is our last show on this, Ron. We're coming back in November uh, to do do the West Coast,
5: yeah. Okay, do you know offhand? I don't have those dates on me, but... October 31st to November 24th. No shit, so you're playing a Halloween show? Yeah, we're doing that in Birmingham. Yeah, Birmingham.
0: Oh, nice, okay, cool, cool, right on. Well, okay, so the latest album that uh, you guys mixed was, I, I believe, if I have this correct, Rob Schnapp who did the stuff with Beck yeah. and Elliot Smith and all
8: that. How was
0: yeah. that working with him?
8: Dude, well, we got, like, a list of people to, to mix. And I went through and was like, okay, that's cool, whatever. And then I got there and I was like, who's this guy, Rob Schnaff? And he's like, oh, shh. He did, like, all of the Elliot Rob's Smith stuff. Rob's amazing. He did all of, yeah. I don't know. And he's, we just, we've just we seen him a couple of times on this trip. He's just, a like, a really down, like, guy. He just likes to hang was out. Was
0: it pretty kind of low-key? Uh, I mean, or was it kind of uh, a heightened... Atmosphere in the recording sessions with that.
5: Well, we didn't we didn't record with him. Um, we we rented out a cabin and like rented a bunch of gear at Blackbird, this really famous studio in Nashville, um, and then got this cabin, self engineered, and just uh, and then got ev- everything on a hard drive. And then I flew out to Los Angeles and basically just watched him mix it. And like, it was a very very slow process but totally awesome and like worth it and it's he's he's definitely old school it's like it's just about the hang with him like he's not into just a transactional like relationship right. like he wants to get to know you and get to know the songs and things like that it's awesome
0: well how was that recording in a cabin i mean uh, i i've heard that sometimes that you, i don't know the 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 cliche cabin, cabin fever but were you guys like in an isolated
8: area or was it how was that oh uh, yeah the cabin was in the middle of the woods but we didn't get cabin fever we were only there for six six days oh okay you know it, we don't take a lot of time to record do you guys ride on the road yeah we write all the time yeah uh, whenever kind of. just whenever I mean, we don't write like sit down and write we just uh stuff just kind of falls into place as it as it does nice yeah Oh, that's awesome, man.
0: Are, is there is there anybody you guys are sticking around to check out later tonight? You guys are
5: interested in? Allison in Chains and System of a Down.
0: There you go. Those are the two for me tonight, too. Right on. Thank you guys so much for taking your time out of your day. Really appreciate it. All them witches, guys, make sure you check them out online. All right. We're here with Danny from Amigo the Devil out here at Aftershock
4: 2018.
0: How's it going, Danny?
4: It's really good. How are you doing?
0: Doing amazing. What a way to kick off the festival today. Uh Awesome set from you earlier. Uh, I think it was like around, what, 12.30 or something like that? Yeah, around 12.30. 1230. Um, so how do you like it? I mean, like, kind of setting the tone for the festival that way. Uh, and also kind of being outside-the-box artist. We'll get to that. But, I mean, really cool. I,
4: I enjoyed it. Thank you. I think... Uh It was definitely winging it. I'm not taking any credit for anything because I I didn't plan on anything. I was just... uh, (laughs) Is
0: that how you kind of approach
4: live shows in a lot of ways? I mean, it seems like that, like very freewheeling. It's awesome, though, man. You're like a one-man band. Yeah, it's a lot of um, compensating. Right. (laughs) A lot of compensating, but it was fun. It was amazing. We've never actually... Yeah, we've never played anything like this. Yeah, so is this your first big festival kind of deal? Yeah. First major tour? Not first major tour. We, we've we been on the road a lot, but yep. a, on a much smaller scale. Right, right, Like we toured in a Prius for two years and just <laughs> basically lived in a Prius for two years. Right on. That's the way you got to do it, just though. Just showed up at, you know, tiny little bar. Can I please play? Can I play some songs, please? <laughs> That's
0: the way you do it, man. And look at your, you know, kicking off Aftershock now, right?
4: Oh, uh, So much fun.
0: Uh, everything is fine. Your new album is coming out next Friday, October mm-hmm. 19th. I can't wait to check out the whole album. They've Thank been teasing you. us with singles and stuff at the station. I've been playing them on my specialty show. I've been Thank really you. enjoying it. So just, I mean, for anybody out there that hasn't seen your live performance, don't know what's what you're all about, how did you get started kind of doing this approach to live music? Uh, I think a lot of it was necessity. Right. Where- Maybe know what to jam with kind of deal or... Uh, so like, well, cause I, 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 I kind of well, fall in that category where you know like I, I always felt like maybe we didn't have a drummer, we didn't have a bass yeah. uh, a bass guitar, so do it all myself and kind of put it all together maybe with a looper and kind of just do that live approach
4: we well I, I tried for a long time to do this massive setup with, like ten instruments and loop pedals and these these boards and all that right and it uh it wasn't fun yeah it's like, it sounded of... cool it was loud as hell but it, it didn't it wasn't fun right and it wasn't what I wanted to do so I think the approach now is uh, out of necessity to just make it more than uh, chubby dude with a banjo up <laughs> on stage, like just just trying to play these songs for people. And uh, I, I always talk about how as people started singing along at shows and all that, right. it, it happens you know more often now, and I'm unbelievably grateful for it. It's people are catching on. It changed the way I play, right. so it wasn't anything i planned it was more of you know people decided what i was gonna do that's awesome because it seems like you're
0: very it's a very symbiotic kind of uh, relationship between you and the crowd and the way they responded today just people probably a bunch of strangers that never heard you before they were right there on the same page with you though
4: Thank you all for staying along.
0: (laughs) Uh, It's awesome. And you're doing the after party tonight, right? Yeah. That's Uh, going to be be at a place called uh, Goldfield Trading Company, also in Sacramento later tonight. So that's pretty awesome. I think this is the first time that Aftershock's done after parties. Oh, really? Yeah. So you're... Um one of the first ones ever.
4: <laughs>
6: <laughs>
0: <laughs> Pretty awesome, right? Uh, so your tour, of course. Uh, is is this one of your first tour
4: dates of the year so far, or uh, no? We we did some others. St- we did some festivals, and we did some. L- we basically spent the first part of the year uh, recording. Ah, sorry, okay. Recording this record. And it was about two and a half where, months. Where are you based out of? Texas. Oh, ah, Okay. We're about an hour west of Austin in the okay. Hill Country. Is this your first kind of major tour out here on the West Coast? No, we we we. We've been out here quite a bit. bit. This is the first tour of this capacity,
0: right? Because you got a lot of tour dates coming up in California, Los Angeles, San Diego, Tustin, San Francisco, uh, Los Osos. Yeah, so there's a lot of things coming up here uh, in the next uh, couple weeks for a lot of our listeners out there. You go out and check out a show if you guys missed them at
4: AfterShock here, Uh, and also check this out. First, is this your first time in Europe? First time playing in Europe, yeah. So, wow. I mean, what's that going to be like? I, the same thing. I'm winging it, dude. I, I'm winging it. I, uh, are you headlining or are you supporting someone? Headlining. Is that kind of,
9: headlining? headlining? No way, man. So, so who,
4: it could be four people there. <laughs> uh, you know, headlining is such a, such a loaded term of, like, I, I love it. Yeah, but it's no, no, awesome. No, I, I love it. Yeah. The fact that we get to be out there and... Uh, I just feel like I'm cheating. <laughs> I feel like I'm
0: cheating because we just... Oh, you're putting on an amazing show, man. <laughs> uh, thank you. And I uh, can't wait to g- check you out here. Uh, make sure all of our listeners check him out. If you haven't seen Amigo the Devil Live, check him out in Los Angeles, San Diego, San Francisco, all next week uh, on the 23rd, 24th, 26th in our area. So make sure you guys check that out. Thank mm-hmm. you so much, Danny, for taking the time out of your uh, day dude. to do this interview. Really appreciate it, man. Thank you for your time. All right, we're here at Aftershock 2018. Sloth Rust out here with us. Could you
7: introduce yourselves for our listeners? Hello there. I'm Leah.
0: And my name is Will. And I'm Kyle. Thank you guys for joining us today. We want to talk a little bit about your new album. I have a specialty show we do on uh, our radio station 105.7, and uh, we've been playing a lot of tracks off your new album, The Pact, which just came out on the 14th of September. Um, I kind of wanted to know what your guys'... approaches to your recording process? Do you guys kind of seek out a producer or is it more of just something that you guys already have a game plan and you just want somebody to kind of get the job done?
7: So this is actually our first record that we've released that we worked with the producer on. Right. The other ones we released have all been self-produced. Awesome. And yeah, we, we wanted to try something different on this and sort of push ourselves to try new things and take risks. And, uh, Kyle found Billy Bush online and, uh, he's, he's an awesome producer he has really special ears and we knew that he had like the sonic expansion we were looking for well it
0: grabbed it grabbed my attention as like somebody who gets a lot of cds all day long of a bunch of stuff you guys really stood out and uh it's been a continued kind of rotation where i'm picking different tracks off of the record like not the singles they're pushing and i'm just kind of digging into the album and I just wanted to say I, I really enjoy it and I thought it was a really good effort and so the I think the risk you took and kind of doing what you did there maybe kind of complemented your guys's already kind of DIY approach to doing the records
7: thanks so much I love that I'm stoked to hear that you have listened to the whole thing and yeah. are like doing stuff outside of the singles because you know I feel like it's a very singles-driven world right now. And
0: I know, and it, and it is a bummer in my, my field where I get a lot of that kind of uh, pressure to play certain tracks, but honestly, I'm just kind of an album guy. I like to put it on. I bring a lot of the albums home. We listen to them in our own kind of spare time, and uh, just the tracks that kind of grab me those are the ones that I write down and make a little note and bring it back to the thing. So
7: Very cool, very cool.
0: I really enjoyed that with you guys. Um, I also wanted to ask, uh, in terms of just writing records, do you guys write on the road when you guys are out doing shows like this, or is it something that you guys kind of set aside time and hole up and do your own thing?
7: Well, for me, I'm, I'm sort of the type of writer where things will just come to me whenever they come, and definitely there are songs that certain parts haven't written on the road, and then there's others that were... Written in one sitting, really abruptly in my house. Others, you know, coming together over the course of years. And then we, you know, we kind of hash everything out and arrange things together depending on what our schedule is like. But I would say it's all pretty inconsistent. Like there aren't too many generalizations to make about our process. Right? Yeah. No,
0: that's cool. And and I think it comes across that way on the record that it sounds like a patchwork kind of approach. That everything. And that's what I mean by like I can find. Uh, strengths in each track when I listen to it that sound different from each other, mm-hmm. and it's um, you know something that kind of they individually stand out as tracks. Okay, so it looks like this is the first day of your tour. Is this the first day of your tour?
7: So we were actually on tour for the past couple of weeks, oh. and then we have these like two and a half weeks off in between. And to oh, do this okay. festival, did another radio festival, and then
0: on were the you 18th- touring
7: uh, spots in California? Yes, totally. We just did about. Two ish weeks, uh, whole West Coast. Awesome, that was cool. And then on the eighteenth, we are gonna fly into St. Louis, and right. then we start out for, start up for another month.
0: And it looks like you guys are going, uh, I think, across the pond, right, uh, to Germany and Netherlands. We are in
7: January. We're going to go over to the UK and then to Europe. Is this
0: first time doing that?
7: It's our first time headlining over there. We went over there last year with Manchester Orchestra. Oh, nice! Opening for another great band. Yeah, that was really fun. But this will be our first time headlining, and uh, yeah, we're so. How's that? I mean,
0: that's kind of, I guess, I don't know, some pressure behind that. Like being, Mm -hmm. uh, do you feel like uh, when you go across the pond, that like they um, are more passionate fans, live music wise, or just kind of the same as American shows, or? what do you feel?
7: You know, I'm not sure yet. I'm not sure because it will be our first time headlining. So it'll be interesting to see, you know, who comes out and what the vibe is. And I don't have too many expectations about it, but hopefully it's a good time.
0: In general, do you guys like playing festival shows where you get a lot more exposure and it's even though it's on an outdoor kind of PA and it's maybe not as intimate or do you like the smaller club shows where you can really connect with the fans?
7: You know, I really like all of it because I think it sort of keeps you present to have that type of variety. If you're only doing the same type of show every night, you know, you can start to, like, dissociate. Right. So I'm into the festival thing. I think it's really fun, and it's, it's weird, and it's, like, sometimes early in the day, and, like, that brings a, a different dynamic to it. Yeah, and, like, definitely. I, I like it. I'm, I'm in.
0: Are you guys excited? Are you sticking around and seeing some shows tonight? Are you guys excited to see anybody? Yeah, uh, I'm hoping to catch at the drive-in shortly me too. after these interviews. Yeah, I'm looking forward to that. It's System of a Down. It's System of a Down. Yeah, I've been too. waiting to see System of a I've Down. I've never since, seen them either, you know, so I was it's a, a teenager. Yeah, bucket list, right? Yeah. Awesome. Well, thank you guys so much for uh, your time today and we look forward to checking you guys out when you come back to the West Coast. Uh, any major plans for 2019 right off the bat? I mean, I know you have these dates early in 2019, but anything on the horizon that you could let us know about?
7: You know, we're just going to hit the road and keep on hitting it and cranking out more jams. See what happens.
0: Yeah. Awesome. Thank you guys so much for joining us. Thank you. All right, we're out here, aftershock 2018, with uh, the guys from Plague Vendor. Introduce yourselves for our listeners. Real quick. I'm
11: Michael.
10: I'm Brandon. <laughs> we're in Plague Vendor.
0: Thank you guys so much for uh, taking the time out today. So, uh, your set, great set today.
10: Um, you saw it. Yes. Oh, f- thank you so much, dude. Thank you guys. we so were healed. <laughs> right? I I was talking. Something to- about you looks different. Than before. I, knew I saw that plague
11: vendor glow in your, yeah. on your little cheeks. You got yeah, the same, we you got all got the same we thing exfoliate, that
10: exfoliate to people. There yeah. you go. Same thing there happens you go. To me
11: after you play, it's like just blood red in the face. <laughs> you look different. You look different after yeah. jumping off that freeway overpass. I was like, how do I get up there? Oh my god. <laughs> I hope Jason walking does, over that bridge Jason too. From Fever doesn't. Go. He's probably going to be up there, <laughs> like directing <laughs> traffic or some. <laughs> shout out, Jason. He's, he's going to be up there. I know it. I'm going to miss it too.
0: Awesome. Uh, I was talking with the guys earlier that the first half of a festival is always my favorite time because we get to see some of the, the best bands out here. I mean, we are all here for the token headliners in, in a sense, but... You guys and, like, some of the other ones, uh, all them witches that were here earlier. Yeah, yeah, and a, and I love seeing you guys uh, at shows like this just gaining a bunch of new fans and exposure that normally, you know, sometimes it's tough for kids to, like, get 30 40 bucks together for a show each at the Fillmore. And something like this, they put their hard-earned money towards something, and they get a lot of bang for their buck, and they get to see yeah. a lot of great bands One like you guys. One day
11: we're going to do a free show at the Fillmore eventually. Like, no shit. Get bigger, yeah, we're going to just buy it. <laughs> we're gonna that's rent the it. dream we're gonna, right well we're going to rent it out every major city like I, I want to do that one day all major cities like w- if hopefully owner. we'll be big enough no we'll buy it for the night like we'll yeah, rent it out just like, rent it out just, for like, the night for like a private like a, party a or like
10: yeah a mitzvah, like, oh can I borrow your venue and then
11: we'll just end up just
10: f-ing rocking no, it we won't tell them that it's a rock and roll show <laughs> and going a free, on.
11: but a free show at the Fillmore can, oh, can you imagine dude. amazing a
10: guaranteed to sold out show guaranteed right there'll probably be people that don't
11: even I'm just going to go dude yeah
0: So we've been playing your single. I have a specialty show that we do in Merced on our radio station, and we've been playing your single. I only speak in friction, Uh, uh, and it's a taste, I guess, of what's to come off the new album.
11: Can you tell us more? Yes, Uh, there's something for everybody on this record, Um, and it's it's, nice. There's going to be stuff on there that you're like, you know, you you want to hear, like when you get like uh, a. Of course. You know, like you hear a Black Lips record. Yeah. There's gonna be some Black Lips in every nice. every Black Lips record, but there's gonna be some new sounds and new vibes and like right because you, know, you gotta keep it you gotta yeah, keep I the get, art keep you gotta keep the it art keep interesting you gotta you know? paint with different colors and we was painted with different colors. On Is
0: this the, w- have to do with working with uh, Morgan Stratton,
11: the uh, engineer on yeah. this album? Did he kind of like well, help? No, so that oh.
10: so what we did for this the single was just with. Brett from Habitat. Ah, Perrywitz, okay. And Morgan did the engineering all. Ah, all right. so on. all right. So we we uh, we just recorded two singles. Which is one of them is I Only Speak in Friction, and then the next one we're gonna drop. Don't say the name of it though. Oh, it's gonna drop. We have another. He almost
11: said too much. We have another
10: single <laughs> dropping. You have to kill me. Oh, <laughs> <No>. <laughs> That's it though. One nice. one's gonna drop soon. Okay. But, so basically, what I was saying was, there's two singles that are out that are gonna come out. Right. One that's out and there's one's one on that's coming. On but the way. they aren't gonna be on the album. There's something special. Oh. That the album's there's coming. It's gonna be a, a seven, seven inch or something different. maybe. Yes. Yeah. Because with, with ah. labels and
11: all like they're. they're and not they're, just that,
10: we wanted to like we had yeah. so much uh, time in between the last album and this album. Yeah. We had so many songs and we came out with these two two ones, these two songs that are gonna be singles and we're like. Let's just release these. Nice. And be separate yeah. than the album. So want but we just us. I'm going to keep the oven hot. You know, keep, <laughs>
11: keep the oven on preheat. Yeah. Put yeah. Record, you need to put the record in. Yep. So, yeah, and it's so ready this, to go.
10: The, the singles sound different than the record we just finished.
11: But then,
0: the, on the record, they all kind of, you are, know. Is the record coming out this year or next year? Next year. Next year, okay. Yeah. Early
11: next year? Can't
0: tell you. We don't um, know about that. All right, April all right. or May. Okay, all right. I'll take that. Yeah. I, hit up,
11: I just hit up Brett and I was like, hey, since it's probably going to be a while before we can get everything together for a perfect release let's go in and record two songs or record right, one song okay. the idea was just to record one yeah, song and that's and awesome it's like well i know how fast you guys work so come back tomorrow and do nothing. yeah it said you guys did it in two days yeah, yeah. baby you did one a day <laughs> wow and that's then, yeah that's you know that's impressive so awesome we just went in there and just did it man just had a blast
5: <laughs> we met a lot of
11: cool people at the studio hell like, oh, man, yeah that sunset sounds amazing it was radical. So,
0: any more tour plans for the rest of the year, you guys? Don't know, man. Right now,
10: right now, everything's up in the air. All right, we have um, like like you so said, we just were finishing the finishing touches of our off our new record, right? And getting 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 that ready for next year.
0: And this is pretty much the tail end of your tour here at yes. AfterShock, right? Yeah,
10: we were started
11: yesterday. It's been a long tour. <laughs> Uh, now it's fun, you know, finally get to go back home. And three day tours. Long day on the road. Uh, you know, three Long day, day, day. Tour, But it was a lot, you know. It was,
10: I can't wait to be in my bed.
11: Yeah, I, I, you know, I miss home, miss my girl. I really do miss her though. I haven't seen her. Because she didn't come see me Friday before. I, left. I was like, girl!
7: Thank <laughs> you.
11: But it's okay. I love it. Shout out. Awesome.
0: Thank you guys so much for taking your time out today. Hey, thank you. anybody you're looking forward to checking out tonight? Gonna
7: go right We're
10: now. definitely going to see the fever. We're going to see Incubus. Yep. We just saw at the drive in. We're going to sit some of it down. It's a lifelong dream of mine since I was 12 years old. Yeah, I haven't oh, seen them. Dude. Yeah, <laughs> I'm excited. Thank you guys so <laughs> much. Birthday, oh, and it's your birthday? Happy it's my birthday. Yeah. Happy it's birthday, birthday yeah. man. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> but
11: we, we can play around if it's your birthday. It's your birthday month. So it's <laughs> another excuse to play. Hell yeah,
0: right on. Thank you guys so much. Plague vendor, guys. Check them out. By accessing this podcast, you acknowledge that the entire contents and the design of this podcast are property of the Garage Rock Show or used by TGRS with permission and are protected under U.S. and international copyright and trademark laws. The information, opinions, and recommendations presented in this podcast are for general information only, and any reliance on the information provided in this podcast is done at your own risk. This podcast should not be considered professional advice. The third-party materials or content of any third-party site referenced in this podcast do not necessarily reflect the opinions, standards, or policies of The Garage Rock Show. TGRS assumes no responsibility or liability for the accuracy or completeness of the content contained in third-party materials or on third-party sites referenced in this podcast or the compliance with applicable laws of such materials and or links referenced herein. This disclaimer is posted in full at thegaragerockshow.com.